Downloads of this show are available on Podomatic.com and the Podomatic mobile app. Welcome to Look at My Records, everyone. Really <laughs> thrilled to be here today. I'm here with T-Rex to see, but let me just tell you what we started the program with. We started with a great song called You Blew It by my friends Resounding No. And I played that song because Resounding No will be playing in my hometown of Jersey City on Thursday Woo! with, <laughs> with um, this band from Nashville, Sad Baxter. Oh, I've heard of them. They're great, too. I don't know how or where, but that name sounds familiar. But they're great. So Thursday at Pet Shop, I'll see you guys there January 31st. It's like one block from me, so I'm going to go. So it'll be a lot of fun. Shout out to them. But right now, I'm really happy to have T-Rex to see here in the studio with me today. How are you guys doing today? Yeah. 
Good. Doing well. This is a good first activity, first real activity of the day. Yeah. 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 This is a fun show. So I hope you guys are going to have fun. I think you definitely will. You guys just put out your second LP, Prehysteria. Congratulations. Thank it you. It sounds awesome. You guys were on tour for most of the month of January. How'd that go? Tour went really well. Um, it's kind of it's been really nice to we've had a couple of the songs from the album for a couple for like probably two years the oldest ones are um but we kind of couldn't really play them out like we wanted to because people didn't know them so it was really fun to kind of be able to put our the songs that we wrote in high school away and just bring the people our newer songs that sort of felt closer to us um or at least close, closer to me like in time yeah tell me about your origin story before we get into prehysteria. You guys did form in twenty thirteen while you guys were in high school. How did that happen? How'd you guys come together? Were you guys playing in different bands? Did you know each other as musicians and decided to collaborate? Tell me a little bit about that yeah um well, a lot of us I don't know some of us go really way back like Vera and Annie knew each other since like elementary school and a Boone, our drummer, and one of our uh, guitarists that we started with, Lena. They knew each other since, like, middle school. And then, like, I knew Vera from, like, seeing her around. We, like, sort of dressed, like, similarly. <laughs> we always went to, like, all the same shows. Um, yeah, and, and me and Annie went to high school together. Um, and, yeah, and there was, like, there was this, like, pseudo-teen music scene that was silly and fun but um, also full of boys but also full of boys like i would go to shows and be like this is fun but why do i feel so terrible <laughs> yeah so like this band was started as a response to that um in the yeah just like have the idea of like let's start a gr- a band of of women um so we did that and the rest is history and so you guys started towards the end of high school were yeah, like we started we started during our senior year, which was such a freaking what a second semester senior year was anarchic and so fun. <laughs> yeah, it was probably the perfect time to start a band because like, yeah, nothing matters. Yeah. And we also it was really sweet. We had um so Lena, the uh, one of our original guitarists, she um had like a practice space in her house. So like we didn't have to pay for practice space. There was drums and amps there. And like so we could practice after school. We could hang out on a Friday and then go to the show like. It was really a, a really nice like social node and also creative vortex. Yeah, we basically had practice like every Friday for a while. And it was so fun. We would just like come together and like recount the week. And like our our, our worlds were so small, I feel like at that point, like we all knew the same people um, and talked about all the people that we knew and we had snacks. And then we were like, OK, I guess we'll have band practice now. <laughs> But it was like 9 p.m. <laughs> but that's really cool to me. So you guys formed towards the end of high school. And then I read that you guys did all go away to school to like separate places. How were you able to keep the band together? Like what was that process like as far as maintaining T-Rex to see after 2013? Then you put out your first record. How did you guys manage to stay in contact creative, creatively and stuff like that? Elbow grease and the internet. Yeah. And we kind of were forced to basically just tour around breaks. Um, so like at one point, like, I don't know, I remember being a little frustrated feeling like, okay, well, like I'm on school and like, then I'm on break. So like when, and, and then, and then I'm on tour with my band for break. So like, when do I get a break? You know? So like 
it was, I mean, it doesn't sound like the worst thing in the world to do for break, but it, it was like a choice that like I, that I felt like I had to make. It's like either I'm going to commit to this band and like give my free time to this band that I have. Um, and we all decided to do that. And we all, we still have, our drummer is still in school and she also is also willing to do that and like give up her break time and, and, and miss work and stuff to, to, to help this band stay alive. Awesome. So tell me about Prehysteria, though, your new record. Tell me about the writing and recording process behind that. I know you did crowdfund a lot of the um, expenses to record it and stuff like that. Why would you decide to do that, especially since it seems like you guys probably had offers from labels and stuff like that to put it out because you guys did have success with Jurassic Punk and things like that? Well, we didn't really have uh, any <laughs> offers from any labels. Uh, we had some some whispers of interest, but no one really wanted to take to take front the, the money or the thing, yeah. Do the thing. So we just had to do it that way, and then kind of cross our fingers that once we recorded it, that somebody would want it, and someone did want it. We almost ended up with Danger Collective Records, but it's a series of uh, professional differences. Uh, we cut ties with them. Although they are still putting out our, they're, they're pressing our records for us, which is really great. <laughs> so there will be a vinyl edition. Yes, awesome. Yes. Can't wait. Very it, excited it, for that. It might be a very fun color. It probably won't be black. It might be a I white think, vinyl. I think it's going to be white. It's going to be a white Everybody vinyl. Everybody wants to do white. And I was like, what the heck? Like white's such a boring color. But I thought about it. Everybody wants to do white and it would, it would look nice. It does go with the LP design. So gonna be white that uh annie the bassist uh almost single-handedly created and and yassi and yassi her girlfriend played a big part yeah well i love the record definitely and i do want to get some insight into your songwriting though i love your songs they're fun in prior interviews you described yourself as kind of a fun rock how do you guys approach songwriting and how are you able to kind of get your the energy of your live performances into your songs and writing your songs. Mm -hmm. Well, I think a lot, a big part of how uh, our songs come about is somebody will be like, Oh, so um, Annie, our bassist uh, sort of has the idea for a lot of the songs that we've written and it'll be kind of like, okay, well I want to write a song about like consent, but it's also going to be about tattoos. And then we kind of like just start from there and like, crank out some lyrics and uh, Annie has written a lot of the lyrics um, but a lot of them also we've like kind of just sat together and like it's a little laborious and like it's not always fun <laughs> sitting we had like a writer's retreat one time up to Annie's country house where we just like spent four days and we're like we're gonna finish this album like we're gonna write these songs and it was a bit it was a bit uh, it wasn't always fun <laughs> <laughs> but how do you guys strike that balance because if you really listen closely there are a lot of uh underlying important themes in your songs and oh, thank you yeah i, I totally <laughs> some might disagree <laughs> i totally think so but you're able to kind of convey it in a sort of fun loving type of way how do you strike that balance like how hmm, that's a good idea question um I don't know. I realized recently listening to Bowling for Soup, like in the car they're like, a great band they're, they're actually a really good yeah band. like how influenced i was by them and like the song like stacy's mom <laughs> even though it's a bit voyeuristic i just remember those songs came out when i was in like second or third grade and that was when i really first started paying attention to like pop music um and i was just like i think 
listening to them and listening to um, the Ramones as a kid, I was like, this is interesting. Like you can be funny, like in, yeah. in music, in your songs. Um, and you can have pretty, um, complex lyrics. Like you can tell stories. Um, and I think that really made an impression on me. And I only realized that like this, like a few months ago, like I think listening to Bowling for Soup in the yeah. van or like we listened to like good Charlotte or whatever, yeah. like, same thing with like they might be giants. Yeah, Another, actually, definitely. Like, he loves that. Yeah, band. yeah. <laughs> he's a big they might be giants fan. And like, I mean, I grew up listening to like a lot of country music, Johnny Cash, and like he's got a bunch of songs that are it's it's really I feel like the like using sort of like a gimmick as like a as like a songwriting tool. It's like it's uh, this is the the song's gonna be about you know. Um, I feel like country music is, has has a lot of that stuff. I'm thinking of like in particular, I guess like Willie Nelson's like where my house lives. Like it's like you just find like an image and then you can work a whole song around the image, you know. And then like because you also see all these bands like they might be giants and like Rita Yankovic and Bowling for Soup that make <laughs> these careers out of these like silly, silly songs. Like like why can't we do that too? And we can. <laughs> yeah, I think we definitely we don't like we like to not take ourselves too seriously. That's always good. Though. That's always <laughs> a really good thing. Yeah, because nobody, I mean, it, it's also just that much harder to, like, play a fun show. Like, I think I think it's one advantage that we definitely have playing fun music is that, like, we can show up anywhere. And even if people aren't necessarily there to, like, because they're, they're the biggest fans of us, like, it's still fun and it's still a beat. So it is, it's super accessible, I think, in that way. And, like, super, it's, it's sort of, it's not, it's not like easy listening music, but it's not, like, you don't have to, like, sit and think about it to enjoy it necessarily. So tell me about the process behind making this record compared to Jurassic Punk and your prior demos and EPs that came out before that. Were you guys, did you guys record it really quickly? Did you take your time? We were so so, hard. Yeah, we were (laughs) sort of forced to take our time with uh, uh, Prehysteria. We like, mm, we start, so we laid down, we went up to, to initially record like an EP or just a few songs, January 2016, and it didn't work out. So we decided to come back, was it 20, no, 2016, yeah, and then we decided to come back in the summer to like really like make sure we have all the songs and like, you know, refine things and come back. So we did that, and we ended up only doing the tracking, um, so just, just like drums and bass, and then we had to come back in December to do all the guitar parts and the vocals and stuff. But then like this other thing happened, so we couldn't finish the vocals there, so we had to finish them somewhere else, and then... It took about like two years to get this thing from like beginning to end like out. Um, and that was very different from Jurassic Punk where like originally we were just going to record it with this guy that recorded my brother's band. And then I think there was like one extra step involved where like somebody's like, oh, well, we know this great engineer up in New Paltz. Like you can work with him and like do like and like redo some of the stuff. And then we already had been hooked up with a label at that point. So like it was much quicker the first time. So this second time we kind of was a little more. I guess we were kind of were doing a little more ourselves, like self-releasing and all this stuff. So everything kind of took a little longer. And I really want to play some of the songs from the record. And I'm going to ask you guys about these songs specifically before we play them. We were talking, we're going to play the Zit song. I don't do lunch and Maddie's got a boyfriend to start. Tell me about the Zit song. I love the song kind of the Zit comes alive sort of at the end (laughs) as someone who uh, dealt with, uh, skin issues I felt like I could really relate to it and it seems like there's also kind of a deeper meaning behind the song as well kind of about owning your yourself and your 
whatever you have and just saying this is me type of thing and then you could be your own champion sort of at the end of the song right so tell me a little bit oh damn yeah (laughs) yeah was that obvious no (laughs) that song i think also specifically is rooted uh uh, annie the bassist had this like particular cystic zit that was like a whole summer (laughs) for so long (laughs) so there's a very specific zit that um this song is is can be traced back to but yeah i can also relate me and annie We've definitely had many conversations. Our bandmates have really wonderful skin. They yeah. really do. Um, and that's good. You know, that's good. Um, congratulations. <laughs> but um, but yeah, me and Annie have spent many, many, many hours um, swapping skincare routines. Yeah. Um, but lately, I feel like I've gotten it down. Like I realized that a lot of the times when I when I've got a lot of acne, it's because of stress. Yeah, stress is a huge, like, uh, huge factor. Yeah, I look back on my selfies from like September, which my skin was just on fire. Yeah. And I realized it was because I was having this whole like post-grad existential crisis. Yeah. You know, it's all connected. I've been there too. Yeah. It gets, it gets better. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, no, I totally can relate. Um. And then next we were saying the I don't do lunch, which you guys nicknamed brunch. Yeah. Because you like brunch more than lunch. I think it's just uh, takes less energy to write on a set list. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. That one was um, also a brainchild of Annie. Um, It. I really relate to it because I it, well this song is it on the surface it's like ah like I gotta go like it's time to eat like bye lover like it's TTG but it's also really about like not letting other like not letting other people's needs get in the way of your like literal physical needs like your hunger like maybe like maybe you're in bed with a lover but also like if you're hungry like you gotta go help yourself and like maybe that person doesn't like to go out to eat but like that person is not you <laughs> yeah right. it's uh yeah yeah totally feel I feel that. like it connects yeah definitely it's just like this general idea of like making sure that i don't know even though you like have a have a love interest person like um and you like are really invested might be really invested in that just making sure that you still like hold on to yourself and like your identity in that and like make sure that you have your own alone time and take care of your needs yeah i feel like the record does delve into identity a lot right (laughs) yeah yeah definitely and then finally, Maddie's Got a Boyfriend, another fun track that I really like on the record. Well, I wish Annie Tell was here because these are all, I mean, <laughs> yeah, she really is a, a hit maker. <laughs> uh, this one came from, she met somebody on Tinder who like, they had really hit it off. And then like, they went on a second date and basically, I think I might be getting the story wrong, but the, this, this, this girl was like, oh yeah, like. I, I have a boyfriend, like, sorry. And, and he's like, why did you, like, why did you ask me on this other date then? She's like, well, I really like your band a lot. Wow. <laughs> like, <laughs> That's not cool. Um, yeah. And, like, also just, like, sort of relates to this general idea of, like, oh, okay, like, I've, I've come out now. Like, I'm queer. Like, I'm, like, X, Y, and Z. Um, and um, that means that, and my life is going to be so much easier. Like now I know who like I, I, I want to be with and ha- who I want to be. Like everything's going to fall into place. But it's like dating is still hard. hard yeah. Like being a person is still hard um, when you have realized things about yourself. 
Yeah. I mean, always. <laughs> totally. Lots of stuff is hard. And I love you that song. You don't really song. ever have it all figured out. It's an awesome, awesome song. All of these songs are awesome. T-Rex and C's brand new album, with which just dropped earlier this month, called Pre-Hysteria. You can get it trexacy.bandcamp.com, correct? Yeah. Any other internet locations? It's uh, streaming on yes. all streaming platforms. Yeah, you got it. Spotify, Apple Music, stuff. It's also available on cassette via Bandcamp. It is. Which I got did it. get. So I can't wait to get oh, it. Oh, did you order it in yeah. the mail? Yeah. I will be sending that out. in the mail very soon. <laughs> can't wait soon. to get it. I just got like a... Re- Actually, tomorrow I'm going to send it's it. awesome. <laughs> I can't wait to get it. I can't wait. And then you guys are saying there's going to be a vinyl pressing. Yeah. I'm stoked. I'm so excited about Aww. that. So That's stay tuned too. for Pressed on White Vinyl. Possibly. Yeah. Possibly. So here we go, guys. T-Rex is the sophomore album. It's awesome. We're going to hear the Zit song, I Don't Do Lunch. And Maddie's got a boyfriend, and then we'll be back playing some records. Sit tight and enjoy. Ooh. <clears throat> we should plug our. Sh- Can be a jack. 
are back we were listening to awesome t-rexity songs from their brand new record pre-hysteria we heard the zit song i don't do lunch and maddie's got a boyfriend again if you loved what you heard which i'm sure you did this is available for purchase on bandcamp t-rexity.bandcamp.com you can get that cassette and digital download stay tuned for vinyl can't wait same. Same. That was a mouthful. I just like <laughs> spit it all out. That's all the info. So now we're transitioning to the second portion of the program where you guys pick some records from my record collection. 
and we're going to play them starting with the White Album. Classic. Classic. Just got a big reissue treatment. I haven't heard the like remastered version. This is a old school one. I'm we're just going to so keep it old school. It. Yeah. yeah, neither am I. <laughs> Even though a lot of people online were people like, are Whoa. talking about it. I'm like, okay. Yeah. Well, you know, one thing that a a friend of ours, Cena, who actually helped play a bit on our new record, told us is that an album is not supposed to be like a perfect thing. It's supposed to be a snapshot of like where you are as an artist in a band and like the Beatles, you know, like great band, white album, great snapshot and like captures a moment, captures a moment. And like technologically, like that's that that was the sound. Like, why? Mm -hmm. Why do you need to redo it? Yeah, I agree. Sometimes I agree. Just a good lo-fi, you know, record. Not like Sounds not like great. the White Album is lo-fi. Yeah, no, it's not. <laughs> it's definitely not. It's definitely not. But why does everything have to be remastered? True. True. Why and, can't everything be lo-fi? Not that the White Album is lo-fi. I just, yeah. I stand by lo-fi. Me too. I love all the lo-fi stuff. Four track is where it's yeah, at. Yeah, that sweet crackle. That sweet, sweet crackle. <laughs> I loved, like, you know, all the great stuff. Guided by Voices, early stuff. Mm-hmm. This band, Liz Fair. Liz Fair yeah. is taped. Girly Sound. Girly Sound and Guy. Uh, yeah, well, that's, that's a reissue. Yeah. Girly Sound. Awesome. So, Another yeah. album that got remastered and reissued yeah. recently. A box set. It's a big yeah. box set. I have it. <laughs> nice. I own it. But uh, tell me a little bit while you picked Everybody's Got Something to Hide Except Me and My Monkey. Super fun song. Do you love it? Do you really love it? Do you super love it? I really love it. I mean, I heard it as a kid and I definitely I think I the first time I ever heard it was on like one of the first versions of an iPod. And and like I had like the iPod and I had the little earbuds and I was just like, what is this new technological musical explosion (laughs) in my ears? (laughs) And and yeah, so I think. That was part of it, just like the means by which I first heard it. But just like the song itself, the songwriting is just it's just incredible. Like uh, um, the music, the lyrics, it's it's so funny. It's so like, what is he talking about? Um, And I always say that, like, if I could if I could leave my life and live in the world of a song for the rest of my life. Uh, it would be in this song. Yeah, that'd be a great song to live in. Yeah, yeah, just like living in the world of this song, and I could never ever go back to my other life, and that's that. That would that would be okay with me. I'm really excited to hear this song because I actually don't think I've listened to this version of the song in a really long time. Because we were talking about how the Feelies have a cover version, and I feel like I've heard that mm-hmm. a million times. And they I do. thought they wrote it. I was shocked to know that <laughs> it came yeah, from the yeah, Beatles. Yeah. I feel like I'm I'm like. <clears throat> I wasn't really raised listening to the Beatles, so like I'm not like obsessed with them in the way a lot of other people are. And so I was like, I just didn't believe that like this weirdness in my mind, they were sort of like bland, just like rock and roll. And like, I didn't know that they could do this kind of weird stuff. Yeah, it's a weird song. It's so weird. I love it. Great pick. I'm so two thumbs up. It's a deep, deep cut. Great, great deep cut on disc two of the White Album. And then you also selected the Ramones, who you mentioned earlier in the show. Tell me about it. Road to Ruin. Great Ramones album. What song did you pick? I want to be sedated. Yeah, we you do know, want to be sedated. Classic hit. Um, Yeah, I also yeah heard the Ramones as, as a kid. 
They're one of the most like formative bands for me. Like I said, I liked how funny they were. Um, I like how I think their songs are constructed so perfectly and they're really like pop songs and you don't like everybody says that they're a punk band, but to me, they're a, they're a pop band. Like they're like, and they were really inspired, uh, really influenced by um, the Phil Spector, like sixties yeah. sounds I, with like the Ronettes and all those folks. Yeah, um, and I always hear like the Beach Boys. You can really mm-hmm. like feel those vibes in their songwriting and Ramones. Yeah, like I think their songs are so good. They're so like pleasing. They're so predictable. I love that. Like I, they're yeah, they've really got great hooks. Um, and I love the way that Joey Ramone sings. Like I remember hearing his voice for the first time. I was just like what like is 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 are they british like where are they from forest hills queens yeah. <laughs> forest hills <laughs> yeah and i i also think that's a band i've been i've been subliminally influenced by the vocals of that band yeah you have such an <clears throat> interesting and unique voice too in your songs i love your voice do you kind of draw an influence from someone like joey ramone who definitely has a very distinct voice yeah, I think so. I mean, I never I don't think ever one day I was like, I'm going to sing in an accent. Um, It just sort of developed that way. I yeah. think just subliminally from all these all these bands that really left an impression on me. Like I look back at all the all the bands that like my like my like solid like top seven favorite bands and they've all got super distinct um, vocals on them. And like that's for me the most important thing of a song. Like if, if, if the vocals don't interest me and maybe it's still like a well-constructed song, I'm just like, I don't care about your band. Yeah. Vocals <laughs> are really important and you definitely nail it. Shout out. Thank you. Super awesome vocalist. Shout you, it. You really hit, you really hit like, you really have great range too. Thank you. Really you really hit I'm, like, you know, I'm really glad you noticed that because I have spent so much time in freaking voice lessons and like, I feel like people don't notice that enough. Yeah. Like people are always like, you really move on stage. I don't think I could sing true. like you. I don't think many, many people do. You deserve a lot of credit. Yeah. You're, you're belting it Thank out. Because so. yeah, it's a Who skill knows? that I've really refined over a few years and is something that I, I've, I work hard on, like I, 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 I exercise to like strengthen my vocal cords and my, my lungs and um, I warm up a lot and I'm really glad that you noticed that. So thank you. You guys rule. All right. Heck yeah. We're moving on to Vera's picks. All right. B-52s self-titled. I love the B-52s and I feel like you guys do too. Yeah. So actually this specific record is like very close to like, well, I mean, so like I said, I knew Annie from like way back in the day. And then one time we were hanging out at my house, you're probably nine or 10 and someone just was getting rid of some records in the basement. And I, my family already owned this record, but somebody was getting rid of this record also. So I like grabbed it. I was like, Annie, like this band is cool. Like we should listen to them. My parents like radio player or uh, record player. Um, and we did. And Annie talks a lot about like that moment and this album. And I well, actually, I guess if I was going to pick one song, I would say Planet Claire. It's the first track. Um, also kind of a song of like a place I want to live in. Like if I was going to leave a place, like when I remember like, it's like the line is like, it's planet planet Claire has pink air and all the trees are red. Nobody ever dies there and no one has a head. And like, I just, I just love it. It's sort of like, it's like spooky Dr. Seuss, you know? Um, yeah. And B-52s is a great band. We were recently knocked for uh, incorporating B-52s 
like uh, music influences into uh, our yes. songs, but not the lyrical influences, which I disagree with on all counts. But anyway. Yeah, I do disagree too. I do think you guys, uh, I mean, just listen to the verse you just yeah. uh, spat out. It definitely has parallels. Yeah, to like the doctor, whenever I talk about us to people, I'm like, we're kind of like the Clash meets the Go-Go's meets Dr. Seuss, you know, yeah. like where it's all about that sort of like weird, surreal, like sing song kind of lyrical stuff. Uh, yeah, so that's the B-52s. And then X-Hex, their debut album. Yes. Great power trio led by Mary Timoney, the goddess, yes. Queen Mary. Queen we Mary. T- Queen Mary. All yeah, so this is a cool album. Um, I think I learned about it because Lyris was, we were in the car driving one night and How You Got That Girl came on and like I was just like in the throes of of romantic <laughs> strife as I constantly find myself in. And I was like, oh, like this is the perfect song for me and it makes me so good and angry. <laughs> um, so, uh, and then I started listening to the whole album and I realized like I really dig the way that she writes guitar parts and like I love how guitar forward all of the songwriting is. And like I really, I think that song in particular really influenced a lot of my songwriting and guitar playing um, in the years to follow. And then also, um, I think that the the story behind the recording of this is they kind of like they like went up to like a house in the country and just like cranked out this album and like recorded it and like I kind of resonated with that too because like we we didn't record our album like like out in the country but we kind of had this little writers retreat where we like went to like record our stuff so I kind of resonated with that and I kind of like saw that as like they're like the grown up version of us. Aww. Yeah, yeah. I think um the I can't remember like what came first, chicken or the egg. But like um, in Girlfriend, I feel like there's one lick that you wrote like in the chorus on our album. And oh, I, that one I actually stole from the Screaming Females. <laughs> was that pre or post X Hex? I think it was post X Hex. Okay, yeah. Cool. Yeah, oh. that 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 those songs. How you got that girl and girlfriend remind me mm. of each other. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. I feel like it's a lot of what I like about Mary Timmy's playing is that she manages to like it's it's sort of how do you how do you play harmony without just playing chords like how do you how do you be a rhythm guitarist and a lead guitarist like how do you make sure that everything's getting covered um yeah and so i think that how you got that girl in particular really answers that question great (laughs) song great picks you guys can't wait to play them and we're playing them right now so we're hearing the beatles then the ramones b52s and xx these are t-rexes picks had drama there right we're getting spooky here enjoy guys and we'll be back to wrap up the program
Just put me in a wheelchair
dancing here. Woo! Woo! On down. That is a, it's a fun song to like groove to. Mm-hmm. How you got that girl? We're here. <laughs> Sadly, we're wrapping up the program Aww. here with T-Rexacy. So great to meet you guys. I'm saying I've been a fan for a couple of years now, so it's so great to have you guys on the program. Thanks for having New us. New album, yeah. Prehysteria is awesome. Tell me what's next for you guys. You're going to South by in March. You got a show next week. 
Oh, yeah. We're going to South by. Oh, yeah. In March, zooming down to Texas. On, it's perfectly on spring break, so we can, so a boon can make it. Hell He's still in school. Yeah. May I say Shout out to her. <laughs> yes. She couldn't yes. be here because she's at school. Yes. And Annie is at her children's museum job. So it's me and Vera holding down the fort. It was so wonderful having you guys. Thanks, Thanks for you. having us. And then, yeah, like you said, next week, me and Laris are both doing so different solo sets at the Smush Gallery on February 1st. In Jersey City. Next Friday. My hometown. Very Tom's dear to hometown. my heart. Near and dear to my heart. So thank you guys for coming to Jersey City. Very happy to have you. There. This has been a hoot and a half. It's been a hoot and a half. Thanks for having us. We're finishing up with Rip Van Vintage. Tell me real quick. Tell me about this song. Yeah. Vintage this... shopping is fun. Heck yeah. But the internet can be a sad place sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. I wrote this one. I had a single uh, in college, I was living alone in a room and I often would, would spend hours on the computer looking at beautiful images of, of, of vintage clothing. But I also, I lost touch with the outside world a little bit, um, you know? Well, we're about to play at Rip Van Vintage. If you guys like this, t com. Guys, here we go. Rip Van Vintage. We'll see you next week. Thanks for hanging. Yeah. Thank you guys. I-